the weekly warp pipe what's up guys welcome back to the weekly warp pipe a podcast dedicated to retro video games 80s and 90s toys and all things nostalgia happy halloween everyone we have reached the last spooky episode here on the weekly warp pipe we're going to be jumping in and going back and taking a look at 90s spooky kids shows this can be animated or live action, so perhaps you'll remember watching some of these on Saturday night or before you go trick-or-treating. Thanks so much for checking us out every Saturday at 7 a.m., so be sure to come back next week for another fresh episode. All right, guys, let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Warp Pipe. I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? It's me, your friend, NES Addict. Yes. On to our last spooky episode for October. Can't <laughs> believe this month has flown by that fast. That's crazy. I know. There's always so many uh, spooky and scary things I want to do, games I want to play and all that, and time just goes. I feel like I need to really start in September, all the spooky stuff. There you go. There you go. Get it in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we're going to be talking about um, kids' shows. So a few cartoons, a few live action um, kids shows as well. Kind of mix them all together. Pretty much uh, most of them, I think, are in the 90s. Yes, I think so. So should be a good time. Maybe you guys grew up uh, watching these coming home from school or maybe on Friday nights, Saturday nights and uh, enjoyed some of them. Bring back some memories. Jumping in the warp pipe and uh, getting that nostalgia. That's right. Viewers beware. (laughs) You're in for a scare. That that leads us into Goosebumps, our first one. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Now, I definitely collected these books growing up. Uh, Any book fair that we had in school, I would buy the books. And I always thought it was cool because the author is R.L. Stein. And R.L. is my initials for Russ Lyman. (laughs) It's meant to be. That's it. Um so Goosebumps ran 95 to 98, um, again, created by R.L. Stein, turned into a kid's show, airing October 27th and 95 and ran all the way to November 1998 with four seasons, 74 episodes. And their tagline was, viewer beware, you're in for a scare. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> I remember watching some of these early on because mm-hmm. I guess I was about 14 um, when it came out. Um, but I didn't watch them very long, but I, the haunted mask was always a good one. That was the, the, the first episode, you know, Yeah, and, uh, it has a pretty iconic book where he's got like that green mask on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's basically, uh, the rundown of the story. It says, uh, Carly Beth steals a Halloween mask from a store against the storekeeper's warnings. However, the mask begins to change her personality and meld with her body when she wears it. Upon realizing this, Carly Beth tracks down the mask store salesman for a way to break the spell and remove the haunted mask. Yeah, yeah. Carly Beth. I remember that she was that little girl was kind of funny in the episode. She was kind of, you know, she enjoyed, uh, you know, wearing the scary stuff. And I think she got like bullied by some kids and she kind of wanted to get back at them and get like a super scary mask. Like that's how you get back at (laughs) bullies. Scare them even more. That's right. And then it, her, uh, her, I guess, evil intent on getting back at them almost had like a, a reverse effect on her. 
Right. So making the mask, uh, like it said, change your personality. There also was a uh, haunted mask, too, where the, the end of the episode ends with, I think, her little brother putting the mask on. Uh, essentially so the book came i don't i don't know if they made a second i think they might have made a second episode on that one there um one i i put that stood out was episode four the girl who cried monster so she was a girl telling um many tall tales monster stories that she is uh discussing her friends and family Lucy Dark does not know what to do when she discovers a real monster in the summer reading program. The librarian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she like, the librarian was a monster. Yeah, yeah. She like peeks around the corner, and the librarian had like these like uh, like bug eyes, and he's like eating like spiders and all this other stuff. Oh, whoa! That's crazy looking. Yeah. So I'll that was that was a good that. one. Um, and then another one I wanted to to stand out. Episode fifteen: Say Cheese and Die. Um, friends Greg Banks, Doug Bird, Michael, and Sherry Walker. They find this camera that predicts um, and causes misfortune on the subjects it photographs, and it actually stars uh, Ryan Gosling as Greg. Oh Banks. wow! Yeah, that was a cool like, hey, little throwback. So like, you know, it's like an antique camera, and they they take a picture, but it actually like predicts the future kind of, but it makes uh, it like bad. So it's kind of neat. That's weird. Yeah. They certainly had a ton of uh, fun stories. Um, not super scary, but I mean, the books weren't made to be like frightening. So to yeah, say it's for kids, you know, it's gotta be kind of gotta walk that line. Trying to think of any other um, episodes stand out that I remember. I just remember the intro being pretty, um, you know, iconic. Yes, kind of yes. The 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 G from Goosebumps is kind of like going so throughout the, all these different. It has the guy with the briefcase, and then it opens up. So then the pages fall out, and they're like going through the wind and all this. So it's the stories, yeah, essentially. And they had the dog with the with the like yellow eyes that turn. Yeah, yeah. I just remember it being. And and the kind of the music, you know, right? Dun, you gotta dun, have dun, that dun. kind of kind of scary carnivaly music that you're like, all That's right, a this good is way spooky. To describe it, carnival-y. yeah, Car- carnival, carnivalist esque. I've yeah. been looking up a lot of scary music to use uh, in in future videos, and uh, when you put like horror into these programs, the search tracks, a lot of like carnival stuff comes up. Yeah, I can imagine that carnivals are kind of scary, like you know the the mirror mazes and creepy clowns everywhere that's so. it <laughs> but to mirror to mirror goosebumps maybe maybe for a slightly older audience we also have are you afraid of the dark yeah are you afraid of the dark now that's a series i remember a lot more um you know obviously it caught me uh like age nine to 15 so i saw a lot more of those episodes um do you have a particular favorite that you liked russ um i do remember there was a riddle one where these brothers go into the woods into this cabin and they get like stuck in the cabin they can't leave and they end up uh getting into a a cab that's that's driving but it's it's a ghost cab and he, he every night he drives into a wall and like kills himself i guess or whatever that's how he died and the kids are trapped in there and they can't get out unless they solve the riddle 
Oh, wow. Yeah, see if you can, see if you can solve it. What can you put into a barrel that will make it lighter and you can see? What can you put into a barrel that will make <laughs> it lighter and you can see? I mean, a fire? It's a hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that one stood out. What about you? What about you? Uh, so the one that I remember the most, um, I think it was episode eight, according to Wikipedia, the tale of the nightly neighbors. Okay. Came out October 3rd, 1992. Uh, so we're, that's a 30 year old episode to date. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, a, a new family moves into Emma's neighborhood. They claim to be from, uh, Ravno, Ukraine. Okay. Where, all black and collect blood and are only active at night. So they think they're vampires mm -hmm. and uh, they sneak over to their house. Like these, they have to be vampires. You know, what else are they doing with all this blood? And they all had like pale skin and like, you know, blonde hair and looked very vampire esque. And um, they go over there and it turns out that they are like work for a hospital. Okay. Well, at least that's their cover story. Yeah. I, I think they actually do end up being real vampires at the end. But it was, <laughs> I don't know. It just struck me as a scary one when I was a kid. Like, not like you said earlier, not like terrifying, but like there was a suspenseful element to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so this ran 1990 to 1996. And um, let's see, it revolved around a group of teenagers who referred to themselves as the Midnight Society. Every episode was at a secret location in the woods at night. One member would tell a scary story to the group. The actual story, rather than the telling, was displayed to the television viewer. And the story was shown between the group's arrival at the site and their departure. Um, I have a note here. Michael Hale wrote the line, submit it for the approval of as a nod to the Twilight Zone in which creator Rod Serling would, after introducing the episode, say, submit it for your approval. Uh, the story would continue by announcing its tile, title, the tale oh. of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The, and I always like to tell that like poured water on the fire at the end. Right, right. To be like, OK, um, you know, they'll say. It's it's concluded and then everyone disperses. I will exactly. say exactly how, how did um, how did these kids manage to sneak out night night after night and meet in the woods at midnight? <laughs> uh, they must have had a pact with their parents or something. Climbing out the of windows. Thing, and <laughs> yeah, who knows? The other thing that I thought was cool, and this is not so much about the show, but it was on uh, Snick. Snick at night. So it was like, yeah, Saturday night. Nickelodeon, I guess. I don't exactly know what Snick stood for, but I do remember they always said it's either Snick or it's Snot. <laughs> the big orange couch. That's right. The big orange couch. Yeah, I believe it, it was like one of the last, um, you know, Saturday night it would play a couple different shows. And, you know, as it got darker, then that's when Are You Afraid of the Dark obviously would come on. They probably had Hey Dude on there and, uh, you know, Pete and Pete. Well, it was uh, Ren and Stimpy. Um, and this and God, what else was on there? I can't remember, but maybe those ones you just mentioned. Now, I can't remember. I'm going to kind of bounce between Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps real quick. But mm -hmm. wasn't there an episode that featured like a Sega Genesis game? 
Oh, that's a good question. Maybe. I remember a pinball uh, episode on Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was called the Pinball Wizard, where a kid went to a mall and they had like an arcade or something in there. And he ended up uh, getting like trapped in the pinball game or something like that. So cool. that, that's, that was that's video wild. game related. But I don't know if there was a Sega Genesis reference in any of those. I'm going to see if I can Google it real fast. See if you can Google that. I got this fact here. Um, are you afraid of the dark? So <clears throat> one of the more uh, significant reoccurring characters was Sardo, owner of Sardo's Magic Mansion, a magic shop. Um, he would often attempt to sell characters a prized item, succeeding almost every single time. He often had items in his shop that contained real properties of magic, yet did not know until it was revealed in the story. One of the most memorable reoccurring jokes of the series occurred when someone would address him as Mr. Sardo, and he would get irritated and exclaim, that's Sardo, no Mr. Accent on the dough. <laughs> Weird. Classic. I'm not finding this, Russ, so my no. bad. So maybe it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, I think it does. All right, you keep digging. Um, let's talk not... about the intro to the show was certainly creepy. It had super creepy music. It did have uh, a clown scene in it, like an empty, oh, yeah. empty park with a swing swinging, uh, a, an old, um, uh, what is it, rocking chair. Just creepy images. Um, it did. And that definitely, you know, set the mood for the show, for sure. Yeah, it was like, fairly disturbing for a, a kid's show that intro right almost almost to say uh you know if you ever watch american horror story with their their intros are like gross and all that this this fit perfectly for are you afraid of the dark a pre precursor with all these disturbing images yeah something about a swing with no child in it swinging in the wind it's kind of <laughs> weird right like why is why is that so creepy when you think of like I don't know. Makes me think of like um, Nightmare on Elm Street with the with the girls. Like one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> like 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 a like a little uh, nursery rhyme. Right. I mean, always uh, you know, creepy dolls and and kids in in horror movies are creepy, of course. And throw it into the kids show. Why not? That's true. Now, was it was it? Are you afraid of the dark, or was it Goosebumps that had the uh, the ventriloquist? The slappy, slappy. Yeah, that was goosebumps. That was goosebumps. We should have said more on that. Yeah, that, that was creepy because like a ventriloquist dolls are already pretty creepy anyway. You know. Oh yeah, and they did a whole um, sub series of books with with slappy as well. Because I'm trying to collect a lot of the goosebump books, and I keep getting like those, and I'm like, what are these like new books? I don't want yeah. these. I want the original. <laughs> Give me the original. We don't need these new slappy books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a few other, we got some cartoons to discuss too. Those were all live action shows. Um, most obvious spooky one is, uh, the real ghostbusters. Oh yeah, dude. The freaking real ghostbusters. That was like, whenever I came across that cartoon on Saturday morning, it was like, stop everything. Real ghostbusters is on. Gotta watch it. Yeah. This ran, um, 1986 to 91. Um, it, premiere let's see september 13th to october 91 um produced by columbia pictures and distributed by coca-cola telecommunications it's basically a spin-off 
of the 1984 film Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, the voice actor, <clears throat> what's his name, Lorenzo? Uh, for Who did he voice act? He did uh, Peter. Oh, okay. Nice, yeah, nice. I can't remember. I can't remember his full name, but he did Ghost. He did uh, Garfield too. Yes, but he yes. was he had like the super iconic voice, and later he was replaced with uh, Dave Coulier. And yeah, I definitely remember that because this was on. I don't know if it's still on streaming, but I think it was on Netflix. And when I worked at Retro Games Plus, I would have it on in the background on our TVs just for like um, something to look at. And I went through the entire series and then i remember i got to a point and i'm like wait the voice actors are different <laughs> sounds weird yeah yeah it was it was basically dave coulier trying to do the, the voice the voice of lorenzo what is i can't remember lorenzo's full name here let me see if i can figure it's not it out ring, ringing a bell um but yeah. yeah they they had definitely um some lighthearted episodes um slimer was a good guy on the cartoon um you know he, he was, was with the crew so he was kind of the comedy relief, you know, always uh, getting into trouble and being goofy. Um, and then they had the other monsters, probably the most terrifying um, monster. I believe we talked about when we mentioned this on our cartoon 80s uh, episode um, was uh, the boogie, oogie boogie. Oh, no, boogie monster, right? The boogie monster. No, I think it was just the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Maybe it was just the boogie, boogeyman. Yeah, um, he had like a he had like a goat feet. Like right. cloven hooves, yeah. Like his, I think his knees bent backwards, and a big pale white face with like red lips and big teeth, and and what well, Egon was afraid of him, right? I believe I in think the episode Egon had. I think Egon had encountered him as a child, and that was part of the reason he became a Ghostbuster to kind of go back and face him later on, if I remember correctly. Right. And, you know, that that could speak true to, uh, you know, the kids watching the show, you're a kid and maybe you've seen something that night or something that scared you. And you're like, can this boogeyman be real? Can he come get me? That that yeah. was scary. And then the <clears throat> the Halloween episode with the uh, the jack lantern guy, pumpkin guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Where he wanted to make it Halloween every night and, you know, time wasn't going to move. And that was pretty creepy. They had a lot of good uh, animation in that for creepy uh, characters. The other one was the Sandman. Okay. Imagine a world where everyone's sleeping. <laughs> it's kind of how he sounded. Nice, good impression right there. And you had to, you had to like fight him in your dreams, kind of like Freddy. Oh, nice, yeah. And uh, and actually, uh, Janine was like dreaming, and she was like the last one that could save him. And she's like, "I'm dreaming that I'm a Ghostbuster," and then she like whips out her stuff, and she like. Gets him in nice. the dreams. That was cool. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, he yeah, just so wanted sleep for, for everybody. So hopefully it's still on streaming. You guys can catch that. It's definitely a, a good one. And they came out with toys and they re-released the toys. Um, I believe you picked some up. And I know David Apuzo definitely picked all of them up for his daughter, Kylie, and she plays with them. Yeah, I picked them up for my son and bought him the old school house and re-put that thing back together and it's sitting in his room and nice. he could care less about it. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, this is amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, come on, enjoy it some more. That's right. What else we got here? Creepy kid shows. We got, ah, real monsters. Yes, this aired uh, 1994 to 97 on uh, Nickelodeon 
had uh, 52 episodes over four seasons. Um, and I thought this was great. It had Tim Curry as one of the voice actors, uh, Zimbo, a monster who resembles a bee with one mammal-like leg and a humanoid face with green hair, if you can picture <laughs> picture <Wow>. that. <laughs> but Tim Curry, obviously, he played um, It. Yeah. Stephen King's yep. It. Pennywise, yep. Pennywise. Yeah, um, I Real Monsters was funny. Uh, it was a fun show. I don't remember it being super scary. I just remember them going on like a lot of little adventures. And I remember that my favorite guy was the guy that held his eyeballs. Yes, and he had hairy armpits. Yeah, he had hairy armpits, yep. No, actually, now take that back. I like the little purple guy with the big smile better. The um, Like the stick that had the no, big lift? stick. I, I can't remember stick. the purple guy. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to Google this guy, but uh, yeah, he was like the there was because there were three main characters. Um, I wish I remember their names. Uh, let's see, I I got um, Ickis and Ob Obelina, Crumb. Crumb the was the dude that held his eyeballs. Ickis must it's this little dude right here. Oh, but that's the, yeah yeah that's the main guy that's Ic Icus yeah the little purple dude he's he was yeah, my favorite yeah. <laughs> what did I write down here um, Nickelodeon was just really doing whatever they wanted in the nineties and Ah Real Monsters is a true indication of that creepy cartoon show followed a group of monsters friends learning to properly scare humans a cruder monster university if you will but Ah Real Monsters was several notches more mature yet also immature than Sully and Mike. And looking back at the series, we wonder how this got passed by the censors. Yeah. This guy I always thought was super creepy. He has a fingernail for a nose. No, that's so that's the one that Tim Curry um, voiced. Oh, okay. That's the two he voiced. So it's, okay. so it's supposed to kind of be like a, I guess a bee stinger. Oh, okay. I mean, it could look like a fingernail. Yeah. But I mean, the designs they came up with these uh, monsters are, out of this world. And they actually made a uh, real monsters game for the Sega Genesis and the super Nintendo. I vaguely remember the Genesis one. Okay. Yeah, actually both. I remember both. I mean, it's like a platformer style game. Um, I mean, they had so many cartoon video games that came out. It doesn't surprise me that they made a video game for it, though. I don't think I ever played it, but now I definitely want to seek it out and give it a shot. It can't be that expensive, right? Like 15, 20 bucks, you would think? Yeah, I don't Max. think it's su super. I mean, you could probably get a complete in box for like 40 bucks. I don't know. What's it going for? We're yeah. looking it up on video game price charting. Price charting. Always looking for new games to uh, to stream during the holiday season. Uh, real. What you want it for Sega or Super NES? Well, probably Super Nintendo, right? You find it Sega, you, you can you can get it loose on Sega for about twelve bucks. Okay. Super Nintendo thirteen thirteen dollars fourteen dollars with five dollars shipping. Nice. Oh, here's one for three ninety nine five dollars shipping. Yeah, like fifteen bucks. You, can, you should be able to get one. There you go. Um, price charting has complete thirty five bucks on Super Nintendo. Yeah. So, hey, maybe check out the game. But yeah, the show. Uh, you know, it wasn't spooky, but they used a lot of the uh, the art style to make those, you know, like cool monsters. It's this monster universe that was taking place, uh, but to the to the humans, I guess, because they're living in like a sewer and 
or I think it was the yeah, sewer. Yeah. Pretty sure it was like underground or something like that. Pretty I wild show, something like that. Uh, do I have any other like notes? Uh, I think that was it on that. We have two other cartoons we're going to discuss: Beetlejuice, the cartoon. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Good old Beetlejuice. That was a great cartoon. It ran Sandworms. Uh, that was a terrible Beetlejuice. <laughs> it ran September 9th, 1989 to October 26, 1991. Loosely based on the film of the same name. It was developed by the film's director, Tim Burton, who also served as an ex- executive producer. Uh, the animated series focused on the life of goth girl Lydia and her undead friend Beetlejuice as they explore the netherworld, a ghoulish, wacky monster, supernatural, super, what is this? A supernatural realistic realm inhabited by monsters, ghost ghouls, goblins, and zombies. <laughs> and uh, Danny Elfman's oh, yeah, Danny theme, Elfman's theme. Uh, was yeah. arranged for the uh, cartoon series by Elfman himself. Ran four seasons with 94 episodes. Dude, I remember I watching this. A ton of them. Absolutely. Dude, every day after school. And sometimes on Saturday mornings, but mostly after school. Because they made it so much fun. Um, I almost say it's like I I went to go see the Beetlejuice um, musical on Broadway. And yeah. that was, you know, loosely based on the movie. But it I felt like it had some play with the cartoon because Beetlejuice and Lydia were kind of a little buddy buddy in the uh in the play itself in the whole cartoon they're like best friends she's always hanging out with beetlejuice and he's always around yep. and um yep. you know they're getting into trouble he's trying to like scam people in the netherworld and sometimes he scams her parents and this and that but it's like super funny and it has all um you know comedic value that was part of the movie um just done way easier because it's animated so you can go crazy with things he turns into and all that right and, and less vulgar, obviously. Right, right. Toned down a lot to be a kid's cartoon show. Yeah. <laughs> um, David, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. I, David Apuza told me he ended up buying the whole series on, on DVD. You can grab it on Amazon. And I said, that'd be nice to go back and check that out. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I wonder if it's Beetlejuice. so many streaming services. If we had that uh, that app that David was using, I forgot which one he told us he was using. You can see if something that or not is Beetlejuice cartoon streaming anywhere. There we go. It's in Google right now. You can watch Beetlejuice on HBO Max or Peacock. There you go. Nice. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, what else we have? The last one. Jay said he didn't hear too much about this, but uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. This ran 96 to 2002. I only know what he looks like. And see, that, those are my prime years of like playing hockey and running around with the ladies. <laughs> nice. So I wasn't too worried about Pri- what Courage priorities. the Cowardly Dog was doing. That's right. Priors. Yep. But yeah, he's purple. He's a purple dog. Looking a little wild. Um, it says, despite having the... The premise of a sweet dog trying to keep his family safe. Courage the Cowardly Dog is undoubtedly one of the creepiest cartoons. The Cartoon Network series was set in the middle of nowhere. That was the name of the town. Um, Nowhere, Kansas. As the easily frightened pup attempts to keep the elderly couple who cares for him safe. 
The entire show is basically a long torture session that pits poor courage against some truly hyenas foes. Never forget freaking cousin Fred. (laughs) It got to a point where we wanted to beg courage just to leave those old folks and live his best life before their foolishness cuts it short. Yeah. The, uh, so we live with the, um, older couple and the, uh, the male, um, like hated the dog. He, oh, he yeah, always yeah. like put him down and this and that, like yelled at him. Um, but the mom like loved courage and she was always like, you know, asking him for help, but yeah, like this art style and the way they, they put the stories, like something always, uh, like someone would come to the house trying to like take the house or, or kidnap the grandmother or whatever. And, um, courage would have to save them. Um, definitely creepy and stood out for sure 90s cartoons you know everything was like gross and creepy with like red yeah. and snippy uh it was all extreme so it all it all played into the same style and um atmosphere i would say um so if you guys haven't checked out courage the cowardly dog i would say definitely a 90s staple creepy so show good. a torture sesh for this poor pup i know it. i know it poor courage did you have any other um shows you could think of off the top of your head no not not exactly i mean there were like halloween specials and stuff you would see but oh oh yeah yeah well what about um like uh the, the simpsons like Charlie, yeah the simpsons halloween house of horror right or, right yeah tree, 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 house tree, house, tree house of horror <laughs> yeah i mean those were all awesome i remember watching those early on i thought that was a lot of fun you know um, especially in like 90 when the Simpsons, well, I guess it came out December of 89, but 90, the first one they did, mm-hmm. um, that was so cool. Just, a kind of a way to take you away from the Simpsons world a little bit and, um, add some extra stuff. And there was one where like Homer was like in his 3d world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of, he gets trapped. Like he goes through the wall, like, or whatever, and gets mm-hmm. sucked into some portal and he's all 3d. Yeah. That was kind of wild. That was fun for sure. I actually, it's on Disney Plus. Um, I wish they made a playlist of like all of them, but you basically just have to go to the season and then find the episode that is the Treehouse of Horror that you can watch. Which I didn't know they didn't do it in season one. It started in season two. Was the first oh, it episode started season two? So I guess ninety one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I think you're right on that. Um, so that's been super fun, and they actually, um, me and Steph just watched. They had a new um, episode called not it so it's the simpsons making the story of it but so they don't get sued it's called not it that's amazing and and it's crusty the clown basically being pennywise and it was fantastic it was it was a great show Um, i need to watch that so that's on if you guys got you know disney plus you could check that out but treehouse of horrors definitely was a staple like growing up like near halloween time you're like oh this is cool i love the simpsons um, super fun and I like how they did it as like a bunch of short stories so it's not like a full 30 minute um, thing it's like right. different short stories and it's always uh, those aliens always end up making appearance yeah <laughs> did you did you did you get the little uh, DVD set they came out with a couple like probably like 25 years ago almost I didn't I did um, see one of them at, at when I was out thrifting and stuff but the disc was kind of scratched I was like maybe I could just order it online and be worth it there was an episode on there that I always liked where they made fun of the shining and, but they called it the shining. He's like, yes, the yeah. shin. He's like, don't you mean shine? He goes, careful. We don't want a lawsuit or something. You know, something <laughs> along those lines. But, um, great. 
but I like the sign, the the line where he's like, "All work and no play, make Homer something, something." And then Marge is like, "Go crazy!" And he's like, "Don't mind if I do." That was so good. Yes, I definitely remember that. Uh, yeah. So classic. Um, I also remember um, the commercials they had for Burger King and The Simpsons. You would get like a Simpson toy. Yeah. And I remember an episode, something like they maybe they had some type of Slurpee or something. And Homer had like either his head got stuck in a fishbowl or something. And he was like falling out of the treehouse and he was trying to get the liquid and he couldn't. And it was just like in the bowl. That's funny. So, I'll yeah, definitely that. a staple. I was going to say, hey, if you guys are looking for something awesome to watch, I'm going to have Russ Lyman's Halloween special um, this Sunday. We're going to premiere the episode at um, seven o'clock. And you guys can watch it live with me. It's going to be a bunch of segments on there. I did one last year. Usually they're like, you know, 45, 50 minutes. And I do include these retro commercials. So I'll definitely include that uh, Burger King Simpsons commercial yeah. in there. So, yeah, tune nice. in. It's going to be on the Russ Lyman channel. Um, and, yeah, it'll be a good time. <laughs> Creepy Very stuff. Cool. That probably wraps it up for spooky uh, cartoons. Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, we'll have to go back to our regular topics for November. And then we can uh, switch over to fun holiday topics once it's December, I guess. There you go. So, yeah, there let us go. know any suggestions in the comments of things you want us to uh, discuss. Be sure to come back every week. Saturdays at 7 a.m. You can check out theweeklywarppipe.com for more information. If you want to follow me on any of my social medias, it's just at Russ Lyman, L-Y-M-A-N. Where can we find you, Jay? NES Addict on YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. I'm mostly uh, the most active on TikTok currently. Nice, nice. Oh, and uh, congrats on beating uh, Castlevania last night. <laughs> Jumped oh, it on the stream. <laughs> Appreciate I was that. Like, Come on, get him. Get the Cookie Monster. Yes. <laughs> Once I got to him, it was it was pretty easy, but getting Perfect. there was a challenge. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm Russ Lyman, and keep your world fun bit by bit. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> <laughs>